channel. And we're back, baby! Ooh, yeah! We're wow. hot and fresh at the kitchen. That's right, we've taken a real long break, but not as long as the, as the, the amount of time from... Break that Pete Mitchell took between teaching gigs at flight school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's right. We were talking about Top Gun. Maverick. Uh, okay, so um, uh, I've seen this movie twice. Mm-hmm. Good work. Yep. I've only seen it once. But I've seen it in IMAX, so it's like I've seen it five times. Yes. I saw. So I saw it in IMAX on... Sunday, and mm-hmm. then I saw it again in IMAX on Monday. Okay, so now you've seen the movie 300 times. I have seen them because it is exponential. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Camille, mm-hmm. what's your hot take on Top Gun? I have a very hot take on Top Gun. Mm. It's 100,000 times better than Top Gun. Yes. Camille, is this a Mamma Mia 2 Here We Go Again level punch-up from the original? I'm so glad you asked, Allison, because yes, confirmed, I think it is. Yes! Yes. I think this might even be more of an improvement on the original. Yes. Yeah. I think so. I, as we've, as we've discovered on this podcast in the earlier, in our Mm -hmm. Top Gun, the original, Mm -hmm. um... Recording, mm-hmm. I have yet to finish all of Top Gun and be awake. Yeah, literally. To this day. Yeah, Greg was like, I don't think I've ever been it through all that movie. And I'm like, I don't know if I have either. <sighs> yeah, like I saw clips, um, like the clip of, of Tom Cruise, young Tom Cruise in the ocean cradling goose. Oh, yeah. I have no memory of ever having seen that before. Yeah. So I haven't gotten to that point. I've woken up after it, though. Yeah. So, yeah, I was talking to my brother Martino, and I was like, yeah, there's no stakes in uh, in the first Top Gun, because mm-hmm. it's just school. So there's just all school. He's He was like, yeah, but they get into, like, a real conflict at the end. And I was like, that's funny. <laughs> I have, yeah. I have no memory of this real conflict they get into at the end. Yes. And first, you're right. There are no stakes in the original movie, because they saved them all for Top Gun 2. Ah! And boy, did they have them. What a masterclass in filmmaking. It's true. It's like, okay, spoilers for Top Gun. Go see it immediately and then listen to us. Yes. Um, so uh, it's like, fuck, even the, even the opening. Mm-hmm. The very opening when he becomes the fastest man alive. He fucking flies a rocket ship right to the moon and then he mm-hmm. explodes and he's fine. And that's, like, the opening of the movie. Mm-hmm. The stakes for the opening of the movie are so high. And then it's like, oh, we have the mission. This mm-hmm. is how long we have to do the mission for. And this is why it's impossible. Mm-hmm. This mission, should we choose to accept it, yes. is going to be impossible. Yeah. And so, and then we get into the training. And there's, like, different phases of the main, of the training. And then it's like, uh the timeline is accelerated. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the stakes are higher because it's like, well, now he has to do it himself. And then um, it's even higher because like, oh, well, they, they did the thing, but now they're in enemy territory. I'm out of breath <laughs> thinking about it. it is, it's very exciting. It was such an exciting movie. I was so drawn in. It had all of... Um, it had all of the best things that, that Tom Cruise does in Mission Impossible movies, but yes. applied to a Top Gun movie. Yeah. 
and that is yeah. a perfect it's a perfect formula yes. um and it makes so much sense and it's so cool like I yeah. think I think the way that I felt watching this movie and afterwards is how apparently a lot of people felt watching 1986's Top Gun mm. allegedly mm-hmm. I guess um I've yet to meet them yes <laughs> so that's how I felt coming out of this movie yeah. I also felt like should I join the Navy <laughs> <laughs> Do I want to become a pilot? Do I want to become a pilot? I definitely want those sunglasses. You can't. Your eyes are bad. Should I could get a laser surgery. You don't know. Yeah, you could. Okay, well, this is the part of the podcast where Ellie shames my, <laughs> my astigmatism. But isn't that, like, if you have eye problems, you can't become a pilot, right? That's what the, that's what the wind rises was all about. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'll have to look into it. Don't squash my pilot dreams, sorry. Dad. So you can do whatever you want, except be a pilot. Except be a pilot and a Catholic priest, <laughs> and a mall Santa, and a mall Santa. <laughs> Top Gun, Top, Top Gun, Gun, Maverick. Allie, going into this movie, what were your expectations like? Because this movie was coming for a long time. Yes, uh, I was expecting um an awesome soundtrack Mm -hmm. i was expecting um not enough val kilmer Mm -hmm. i was expecting cool plane shots Uh uh-huh yeah those were those were my expectations how would you say those expectations were met by the film i think almost all of the like almost a hundred percent of my expect like that's yeah. That's what I expected. Mm-hmm. But but also I like was I tried not to go in with like too many things about like. Oh, the, this about like plot and and whatever and like and I was so, I wasn't ex- I, my. In general, I'm like oh, expectation is the death of experience, um, so. My so I try not to go in with a lot of mm, expectations. I see, um, but I but I was so delighted by mm. all of the movie. Great, but I do feel like those three things that I said were accurate. Anyway, that's my <laughs> that's my <laughs> existential crisis about uh, about expectations. What about you? Good what were your expectations? I had a lot of expectations, <laughs> and they were all that the movie would be okay. I thought, that's what I thought. I was like, I had made peace with it. Mm. I thought, I didn't like the original Top Gun. I have yet to watch all of the original Top Gun because I keep falling asleep. That's not a good sign. I watch all kinds of crappy movies and I don't fall asleep. Mm -hmm. Um, So I thought, I don't know about this movie. So I had low expectations across the board for the movie. I thought, here we go. And then as we, here we go again. Mamma Mia Mia 2. It'll never do that. And then, you know, once we got to the theater, um, the IMAX theater, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I sat down and I got really excited. Yeah. I got really excited as soon as the lights came down. And then there were extremely epic previews, mm-hmm. of course. There was, yes. which we can talk about separately because uh, they were amazing. Um, and then that really got me hyped. And then the movie started. And then the second it started, even from the, the screen that flashed, like, the fucking Top Gun Academy yeah. is the thing, the, 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 yeah. the. in that um, font. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got, I was in, I was in immediately, and I was in the whole time. 
Okay, so so I saw it in Calgary and I saw it in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. In Calgary, in IMAX, mm-hmm. Tom Cruise has a little pre-chat with us. And it's like... What? Yeah, it was awesome. And, then, and it didn't happen when I saw it in Vancouver. So he's like in the movie theater. It's just him. <gasps> he's like very chill. His hair's a little bit too long, but that's fine. Um, and he's like, hi guys, I'm Tom Cruise. Uh, I made this movie. I uh, just want you to know it's like, you know, real planes, real G's. We're doing it for real. Um, and you can see it only here in the movie theater. And I was like, Tom Cruise, you just saved cinema. Um, wow. And it was like a really nice, like, it was like, it, it was really nice. Wow. Because um, I think this was, it was either this movie or like the newest Mission Impossible where like, I don't know, there was like a viral thing about like Tom Cruise freaking out about someone not following like COVID protocol or whatever. Okay. Um, I don't know anything about it other than like, oh, it, like it. If there's a COVID outbreak on set, like, everything has to get shut down and people lose their jobs. And so, like, it's nice to see that he cares. Hmm. Maybe he um, could have found a better way to show that passion. Right. Right. But, it, but like, that seeing him there and, like, doing the, intro, doing the intro was like, oh, wow, this is, like, it's really important to you. And it was a really nice, like... Hmm. It was it was a really nice way to start off the film. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I didn't see that. Um, Vancouver. Yeah. Then how come we didn't get? Why do you think we got? We didn't get the. We didn't get a little clip. I don't know. You'd think if anything, uh, you you know all of the PST would have gone to. I know. Where is it going? It yeah. should be going to getting celebrity <coughs> cameos. Yes. For the movie going public. Hello. God. Yeah, what if PST just went to, like, celebrity perks? Actually, yeah, there was, you know. I wasn't living here at the time, but apparently there was a period of time when the voice of the Vancouver, um, of the Skytrain was Seth Was Seth Rogen? Yeah. Not anymore? I don't think so. Oh, no. the laps, the rights lapsed on that. Yeah, they didn't re-up on no. Seth Rogen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta pay those fees? Yeah. <laughs> you gotta give them them coins? Yeah, give them them coins. That's very funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, we didn't get a little clippy clip. Man, that's too bad. I did make a joke that Brayden laughed at. <laughs> Humble Bray. Um, <laughs> that I said, well, because we were watching, we were watching the credits, we were listening to the music, we were, you know, really excited about the movie, and, uh, I made a joke about, like, oh, do you think there's an end credits scene? Like, there's a post-credits scene? Is there a post-credits scene? No, there isn't. Okay. <laughs> I saw the theory there. <laughs> um, but I made a joke that it would be, like, you know, um... The, the, the totally masked pilot, enemy pilot, that they're oh, fighting yeah. at the end, the final one, I'm like, oh, the, the scene would be like, they cut to that pilot and like, they come out of the wreckage, they're still alive, that's they goose. take off the helmet, oh, goose, that's good, I was gonna say it's, um, Captain Marvel. Oh. Like, it's part of the MCU is the, oh, is the twist, and they're like, wait, what? what? <laughs> yeah. That's very fun. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. But I think... Things need to exist outside of the MCU for a while, and I'm very glad that this does. Mm-hmm. Well, for now. For now. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> um, I, okay, I will say this could easily be a Star Wars prequel. Hmm, interesting. In the same way that, like, Mulan could kind of be a Star Wars prequel. Okay. 
you know, okay. Because it's like, she's got the force, basically. Oh, yeah. Okay. She's, like, learning how to fight for what she thinks is right, which Mm -hmm. is questionable. Um, But, like, she's basically got the force. And then, like, uh, Taka and Maverick, Mm -hmm. it's like, they basically blow up the Death Star at the end. Right. And there is, you know, his consistent advice of don't Don't think. think. Yeah, it's like Luke trying to, with the blast shield down on the helmet, Mm -hmm. trying to flink the things. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that's well put. Yeah. Mm. So he's talking to, he's always talking to ghosts. That's a thing they do in, um, you know. Yeah, you're right. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, So in this new, this new Top Gun Maverick, mm-hmm. we be we meet a whole bunch of new characters. Mm-hmm. Some might say basically all the characters are new characters. Yes. Um, do you have a favorite new character of the new characters? Okay, I mean, like all of them. I think we just have to talk about how much I liked all of the actors. Great. Let's um, start with Rooster. Uh, Rooster's fine. <laughs> He's got a mustache. He does everything. He's it's a very perfunctory role i think and like miles teller's like it's well performed and whatever but i think that that role is like maybe what i'm least interested in Mm, (laughs) which is which is silly because it's like the crux of the it's the crux of the movie is like Mm -hmm. him repairing this relationship with him yeah but like i don't know Yeah. I mean, I like him. I understand him. He's not my favorite. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on Rooster? It's interesting. He, I... Also, okay. His name is Bradley Bradshaw. That's too bad. Yeah. I mean, that's... <laughs> bless you. That's why you go by Rooster. Bless you again. Yeah. Um, thoughts on Rooster. I, you know, I, I understand... I understand why he's there. Yeah. He's gotta be. Totally. He's very significant, but at the same time, he has a, the character has this, um, total, you know, uniqueness, and at the same time, felt like a plus one. Yeah. Like, there was something about him where I feel like he was also a copy of a couple other people in the movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, like, I kind of, like, when I think back, now having been about a week after seeing the movie, I think back and I really clearly feel the differences between every single character except for him. He's sort of, I can't really pin him down other than the things I know about his backstory. Yeah. But as a, as a person, like, if I take away... Yeah. The, the, I don't know... Like, he's got a chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. really know anything else about him. Yeah. I don't know why he wants to be a pilot. Mm-hmm. We can assume that, like, maybe he wanted to follow in his dad's footsteps, but, like, also he was very young mm-hmm. when his dad died. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know much. So, so yeah. This is a rooster. He's, he's like... Kind of a audience surrogate, maybe. I guess so. Yeah, that would make sense to me. Yeah, because if I think about and I'm pulling up like 
cast list and peeking at everybody's face again. And I'm like, man, I feel like I got a bit of everybody's personality. Like, even if I couldn't yeah. tell you, here's 10 things about each of these sort of, and I mean like the side pilots. Yeah. I feel like I got that, like I got a sense of their personality, what they're like in conversation, what they're, yep. I don't know, who has more power than who versus uh, et cetera. I don't know. All these things yeah. that like maybe sound like stock, like this guy's kind of a bully and he's cocky, but at least, but I feel like I actually know that character a bit more. Yeah. Versus, um, yeah, Rooster, I was a bit like, I don't know, like, does he get along with everyone? Does he seems like he does only when he needs to. Yeah. I don't know. I, maybe I'll have a better formed opinion the next five times in the movie. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Max, but. I mean, he, he, so Phoenix um, is in his corner. Mm-hmm. And, like, he seems yeah. to have a good relationship with Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And that's really all I know. I don't, and, like, he's got an antagonistic relationship with, him mm-hmm. and that's that's about all I know about him and his like and his peers yeah and so and those things seemed more uh is the word contrived yeah than than everybody else's things do you yeah. know what I mean like it seemed like well he has to have a rivalry with this guy because he has to and he has yeah. to have friends because then we won't like him either yeah like you I know? think the the relationship between like Phoenix and Bob I think was more like organic and fun to watch yes definitely yeah, yeah. I like Bob yeah me too I like Bob yeah he's very cool yeah I think Bob is my MVP yeah of the New yeah, characters. Totally. Yeah. I like Phoenix. Yeah, she's so cool. Yep. Uh, did you ever watch um, Battlestar Galactica? Mm-mm. Okay. So, um, in, throughout Battlestar Galactica, there's these two fl- uh, fighter pilots called Skulls and Racetrack. Okay. And they're always getting into they're getting into trouble. But like they're such non like they're they're not really characters. It's just like, you know, we'll cut to them every once in a while, but they mm. don't really have an arc other than like, well, uh, skulls and racetrack. They're like, oh, they, fa- they who who are the people who found this thing? Oh, skulls and racetrack. And then they're and so like that's a very like fun side bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like Payback and Fanboy were totally the skulls and racetrack mm. to Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, it's just nice to check in with them throughout the movie. Yeah, how are they doing? They're fine. They're getting in trouble. Uh, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But not yeah. too much trouble. That's yeah. for the main character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Hangman was like, fine. Mm. He's very handsome. Mm. I, you know, and he... Uh, Instead of getting a massive comeuppance at the end, he helped out. Yeah. That's nice. That's nice. That's nice to see. Yeah. You like to see it? Yeah. Um, it is like, you know, his, I, I, also, I would say like a perfunctory role. Like mm. he needs to be the rival. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, a little frustrating to be when he's like, well, he can't keep up. Um, mm-hmm. or like, you know, getting, I mean, I guess it's, <sighs> Maybe I'm just too invested in, like, honor during exercises. Um, but, like, no, oh, he let his friends get hit during mm-hmm. that. And I'm like, that's not nice. 
Anyway. So, wasn't a huge Hangman fan. But I I did like that, like, you know, when it, it when it came down to it, he was like, yeah, help it out. Mm-hmm. He's on the team. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not the electric um, relationship like uh, Maverick and Iceman. Nothing can compare. Absolutely nothing can compare to that. Is it time for us to talk about the Val of it all? Uh, I'm not ready. Okay. Um. <laughs> Great. Let's talk about Jennifer Connelly. Uh, yeah. She's awesome in everything she does. <laughs> it's true. But it's also a pretty thankless role. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. But it was just kind of, you know what was the experience? And I think this is like a sign of getting older because I feel like I've heard my parents say this about like certain people in movies where it was just nice to see Jennifer Connelly for a couple hours. Yeah, it was nice to see Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. And like, I like watching them look at each other. Yeah. It was like, these are two movie stars mm-hmm. and they knew it. Yeah. And so I imagine they both had a really nice time together. Yeah. I bet they were both extremely professional. Yeah. They made tiny jokes, and then they made some lovely, like, on-set, on-screen discoveries. Yeah. And I bet they were wonderful scene partners for each other. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was really nice to watch them interact. Like, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, like, as far as roles go, I'd rather play Bob. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we all would. Yeah. Um, Warlock. Oh, who was Warlock again? Wait, I gotta look up. I gotta look up. Warlock was John Hamm's pal. Right. Like number two. He's oh. a two star admiral. Right, 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 right. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Good work. I don't know. I think I just liked. It was a good team. Yeah. And there's so... I've been thinking about, like, teams in movies lately. Um, I've been watching... I've been watching a number of different video essays on Prometheus and Ooh, Alien Covenant. Yeah. And it's so interesting because there's some... I mean, like probably any major movie, there's some really well-put-together essays that kind of argue opposing sides of, like, this movie is genius for these reasons. Um, and it's interesting to find those where you're like, oh, I kind of agree with everyone. Mm. I can see where people would see those. Nice. Um, anyway, so what something something that's like a large point of conversation in either of those is the team that's yeah. together in either of these movies, team of scientists, team of whatever. Um, and it's so interesting because, um, I mean, the, one, the team in Prometheus is quite big. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like... There are the team members that we spend the most time with. We do spend quite a long time with, and it's a little bit of a longer movie kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking about, like, the Top Gun team, in com- like, including both the pilots, John Hamm and friends, mm-hmm. Val Kilmer, um, Jennifer Connelly and daughter, like, all of these. Yeah. That's about the same people in Prometheus. And I feel like I know every single person in Top Gun Maverick better. I feel like they're, like, they seem like people... Who exist? Yeah, and, they, and it feels like they all have they history. Work together. I love watching the um, the young, like all like the students or the you mm-hmm. know all of the young Top Guns. Young I love young guns. Top youngs. Top top youngs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love watching all of them like interact with each other. Yeah. Because it feels like 
Because, like, because they, they're all from different classes. Mm-hmm. So I guess they all work together professionally. Yeah. And so um, it's it's really nice to see, especially, like, when they're playing football, mm-hmm. which is a nice update, but I still <laughs> yeah. miss volleyball. Yeah. Um, like, seeing them, like, play together and drink together and, like, have all of this history is really, is nice. Yeah, and something, like, for me that I noticed, or that I felt at least, was that there's a lot of consistency, like, it, how they made choices and how they grew seemed to me to be consistent throughout the movie. Yeah. Um, watching it once, and there was no, like, oh... Well, okay, I guess we're going to go against the five things we know about you. Versus, um, that's a lot of people's gripes about Prometheus and Alien Covenant. Mm. Is not that people are, like, stupid characters, but that they're behaving inconsistently. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, Out of character choices. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that was something on my mind that I, that I appreciated about Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. Now, is it time to talk about beach football? Yes. They were playing with the boys. They were playing with the boys. And girls. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Tom looks great. Agreed. Um, what a fun scene. It's true. I, I also love Stick in the Mud Ham coming up and being like, you're off the rails, Mitchell. You gotta get back to what, you have a mission to fly in a week. Yeah. What are you doing? And Tom Cruise wisely is like, yeah. You want a team? You want a team? There's your team. There's your team. And then cut to them for a thousand. Oh, yeah. They're having fun. Yeah. Um, If you go on to IMDb or wherever you prefer to get your lists of trivia, Mm -hmm. um, if you look into Top Gun Maverick, there is a lot of trivia already. It's mostly about the the spec, like the... the specs on cars, boats, and planes that appear in the movie. That's a solid portion of it. And then a solid portion of it is beach football trivia. Yeah. Um, So there's quite a lot in there. A lot of it's kind of boring and there's like semantics, but it kind of feels like someone who has a crush on all of the actors who are in the scene (laughs) wrote all these trivia (laughs) items. So here is a verbatim... Okay, so the the first little... Okay, so there's a first little um, trivia piece here, which is uh, that I just thought was interesting. The shirtless beach football montage had to be shot twice. Oh. Because Tom Cruise did not find the first version good enough. Oh. They had to do it in reshoots again. Interesting. Um, and then this piece was a particular piece of trivia where I thought, who is writing this? Um, this is verbatim, the trivia piece. Glenn Powell, who played Hangman, mm-hmm. admitted he went overboard with oiling up his body for the much-anticipated shirtless beach mm-hmm. football montage in the film because he knew it would be iconic and wanted to look his absolute best. Yeah. He laughed and said, Actually, the makeup ladies in charge of applying all the coconut oil, they had to cut me off at one point. I was too slippery. You know, <laughs> I just don't know when to stop. I didn't want to be that slippery guy in the montage. Like, why is that guy so greasy? But yeah... It works. A shot of Powell... <laughs> the same trivia item goes on to say, a shot of Powell flexing his oiled-up muscles for the camera was prominently featured in the first trailer for the film and generated considerable online buzz. Ooh. And I like to think that Glenn Powell wrote this trivia item. Hell yeah. That's very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a great... Sh- that was a great scene. Yeah. I thought everyone looked like they were having so much fun. Yeah. Everybody is hot. Mm-hmm. It was great. The lighting was... Oh, yeah. Oh, 
Uh, Chef's kiss. Five stars. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have some more trivia if you yes, like to hear it, of, of the movie in general. Um, here's some fun ones. Uh, Tom Cruise is now older than Tom Skerritt was when he played Viper in the original Top Gun. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, the, this is the only real plain fact I had because I thought it was... This one was interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the World War II P-51 Mustang seen in this movie is actually Tom Cruise's airplane. He's an accomplished pilot in real life. Whoa. Yeah. Tom Cruise personally designed <coughs> a three-month aviation training course for the new actors to become ready to handle riding in an F-18. Whoa. Yeah. Um... Oh, another uh, interesting behind-the-scenes casting fact. Mm-hmm. Miles Teller was cast in the role of Goose's son, beating out the likes of Nicholas Holt and also Glenn Powell. Um, all, somebody is a real Glenn Powell stan mm, out there, and they are, like, on this trivia. Good for you, that person. All three were flown to the home of Tom Cruise, the, the star of this movie. You don't need to write that <laughs> trivia we item. Know. We know. All three were flown to the home of Tom Cruise for chemistry tests. Ooh. Powell was later cast in this movie in a role beefed up for him, having impressed Cruz, producer Jerry Bruckheimer, as well as executives at Power Mount Pit. His mom wrote these. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and then the last little... Handsome and talented Glenn Powell. And he's got such a nice mom, I bet. Um, and she's recently divorced. Um, <laughs> one of the longest times, 36 years, between a film and its sequel in movie history. Wow. Mm-hmm. One of the longest or the longest? One of the longest. Okay. What's the longest? I think technically, I think there's a, let me, let me double check on it here. Okay. You talk about uh, uh, all, what you thought of the planes in the movie. I know you had a lot of really hot opinions about. I love seeing the F-14. At the end, when they have to do a plane heist, like what a delight! I liked the I liked the the super new plane. I liked the Mach Ten plane. I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's what F 18s look like. Um, I yeah, I really liked seeing the F fourteen at the very end. It's it's really nice. Like um, you, I think this movie has the perfect amount of nods to the original Mm, it's like it has the right amount of nostalgia like it looks like the old movie Mm. um and you know it has just the right amount of like nods and updates and improvements Mm. um yeah much like the new F-19s. Well said. Thanks. I think. <laughs> That's good. Mm-hmm. Good for you for knowing the names of the planes. I, I mean, it's just numbers. Good for you for knowing the numbers of the planes. <laughs> I, I was just referring to them as, like, the one planes, the other planes, that oh. old plane at the end. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do, have, I do have a definitive answer for the longest okay. difference between um, an original movie and a sequel. Mm-hmm. Do you want to guess? Ooh, um, okay. Uh, and I can give you, if you want, you can, like, guess out of the blue, but I can also give you the amount of years. Oh, yeah, tell me how many years it is. 64. What? I have no idea. Casablanca 2. I don't know. <laughs> what is it? Bambi and Bambi 2. Oh, I knew that! I fucking 
they knew that too. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, did you know? Do you know the subtitle Bambi Two? King of the Rock. You're so close. <gasps> King of the Forest. Bambi and the Great Prince of the Forest. Oh shh. Yes. <laughs> you secretly know so much about Bambi, too. I do. Well, if you'd like to hear me and Greg, my husband, talk about Bambi, too, you can listen on Alley Direct to Video. What's that? Why, it's a new podcast that I'm doing with Greg, my husband, um, where we watch all of the direct to video sequels that Disney has put out. We just watched Return of Jafar. <gasps> and oh man, Camille, that movie is so cheap. If you watch it, Look, just, like, pay attention to the backgrounds because you can actually see the, like, pencil marks on it where someone, like, drew, like, oh, I think there's going to be, like, a little decoration here and then never bothered to erase it. It is wild. Wow. Yeah, the backgrounds for most of that, it's just construction paper. Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And where, where might someone be able to listen to this hot, fresh new podcast? Um, I think the first episode is available on Patreon, and then eventually it'll be coming out on the Boathouse Studios feed. Nice. Yep. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. What do you think about Ed Harris? Love him. Yeah, he's Can't great. get enough of him. Yeah. I recently watched The Lost Daughter. Oh. Um, directed by Maggie Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. And Ed Harris is in that, too. And he's great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's just plugging. I feel like Ed Harris is out there. Man, he's plugging away. He's just, like, acting after acting. Like, he's in it. He's just in it to do it. He can't do anything else. He doesn't want to do anything else. Yeah. He's there. And you're going to get a full day out of Ed Harris. Hell yeah. I think that's what's up. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I watched The Rock very recently oh with yeah alan and greg and ed harris is so good in that mm. he's so good at it i buy that yeah yeah are we ready to talk about <laughs> vk so classy i know i immediately teared up i know he looks so good yes the <clears throat> and like the glasses they put on yeah, him and the, the scarf, scarf. He looks oh, so good. it's such a good look on him yeah um i i'm i was so touched by their relationship of like oh he like he was his wingman for life mm-hmm. like that's just so excellent yeah i love that they're best friends yeah it's so nice yeah and like the way that they introduce like the the his presence in the movie is like we sort of hear Iceman thrown around he arrived tom cruise arrives at the base mm-hmm. and and there's his photo there yeah. and then we get the text scene in between them yeah. and you feel for a sec you're like was it just text like what is this and it's actually really sweet the way they build towards yeah. their scene and like Val Kilmer's performance is oh. so heartbreakingly good I know it's so good I love that like even when he's like I want to talk about work he just points to the computer yes he's like really physically funny he 
is like very emotionally open. Mm-hmm. And I think like I was chatting with this uh I was chatting with Greg about this. I'm like, I think this is like the most emotionally vulnerable I've seen Tom Cruise ever be. Mm. At yeah. least in the last, like I haven't I haven't like born on the fourth of July, I think is his big like um like like emotional dramatic movie but i haven't seen it but like you know all of these action movies he's like oh i guess what's the one oh, you had me at hello like that's probably jeremy McGuire. yeah jeremy Maguire. Mm-hmm. i'm probably like that's probably like him like pushing himself emotionally mm-hmm. but like in the last x number of years it's been very like pushing himself to the brink physically Mm-hmm. But you, but I think maybe that's to avoid being emotionally vulnerable. Mm. Um, but there's something so wonderful about their scene where you get to see, just like this really, like openness, to Tom Cruise, that is very refreshing. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, and their scene is like quiet and close and it's nice on both of their ends like it just feels really um reciprocal yeah yeah and they and then when when val speaks it's like oh it's so good and then he gets a laugh at the end it's so good yeah it's such a wonderful scene Mm -hmm. and he's second build yeah yeah and he gets the and yeah, that's right. Out. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's really nice. And you know, I follow him on Instagram. He's very excited about the movie. He should be. It's, it's an excellent film. Yeah, it got like a standing ovation at Calm. Yeah, he did a good job. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and so great. And then Brayden said, uh, Brayden had like a, a a thought after the movie that he's like, man, and like Val has, he's got it. He's always had it. Obviously, it being the indefinable movie star quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's always had that, and maybe in this phase of his career, and and in this um, time that we live in, you know, maybe there is the openness to include Val in like what his ability set is now. You yeah. know, um, in terms of like what 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 it, he wants to perform and how that how and what that looks like, kind of thing. Yeah, you know, I would love to put him in like a in like a physical comedy piece. Yeah. Oh, he's so funny. He's so funny. He's so easily yeah. funny. And we've talked on the this podcast many times about um, Val Kilmer being too movie star good looking to not be the leading man, yeah. but. You know, him succeeding at that, but also maybe that not being actually his number one joy. Yeah. Equation. Yeah. yeah. He's too handsome for his own good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Hmm. I have a couple of um, jokes I wrote down. They're oh. not very good. <laughs> I doubt that. But they're, uh, I was thinking about like. Top Gun, Maverick, and I was like, maybe it'll get really popular, and they'll do, like, um, you know, so many, like, series yes. of things, and then I thought Ooh. about, like, specials, yeah, mm-hmm. and then I thought, if you had a Christmas zone, you could call it Top Gun, colon, highway to the manger zone. <laughs> yeah. And thank you. And then I thought, if you also wanted to do, like, a Hanukkah special, it could be Top Gun, playing with the goys. <laughs> 
That's yep. all of the puns I have. Those are excellent. Thank you. And uh, if there are any, if Mr. Jerry Bruckheimer, if you're listening, if you want to take either of those, um, you, you can, can email us at thecinevals.gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God. Can you imagine if, like, I turned on Netflix in six months and it's like, and now, a duo of holiday specials. <laughs> you motherfuckers. Playing, playing with the goys. So, yeah. Uh, the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Love that the movie starts with the Top Gun anthem. Absolutely. Love that we hear Kenny Loggins back. Yeah. I am sad yeah. that we did not hear Playing With The Boys. I agree. I do we, agree. We have the score of Take My Breath Away. Uh-huh. And I didn't need, controversial perhaps, I didn't need to hear the song. Need either. Absolutely I, It's no. a totally fine song. Yep. The music is the best part of it. Yes. Great. Yeah. I'm glad we're in agreement. What are your thoughts on the uh, new song by Lady Gaga? It's totally fine. Uh, listen to it before seeing the movie. Oh, yeah. Just as a song. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is okay. I feel like it could be better. Yeah. I feel like it could be, I want it to be 25% better. Yeah. At least. Yeah. You know? I think there's something about, like, so we hear it on the radio at mm-hmm. the bar. Um, and then there is, I think what's happening is that there's parts of the score that reflect it, a la, mm-hmm. like, Titanic. Right. Um, where we, where the, sc- well, like, where some of the score is the the mm-hmm. melody from the song mm-hmm. but i don't know the song well enough to discern what that is to discern when that is mm-hmm. and so part of me is like i mean i guess i but i don't know with titanic it's like it's been so long and i watch that movie every day so it's like obviously <laughs> i know <laughs> what my heart will mm-hmm. go on sounds like. Mm-hmm. So maybe, but I also feel like there's nothing really like grabby about mm-hmm. Hold My Hand. I agree. By Gaga. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they could have done a better job with the original song. Especially for it to be like if it was a song from a star-studded sound soundtrack, yeah. like that's great. But like to be the song, it's the song. I just think I'm a bit underwhelmed. Yeah, I feel like nothing against Lady Gaga, but I don't think they should have chosen Lady Gaga. Maybe I think she's got too many things going on. Yeah. I don't think she's got a lot of time for a Top Gun soundtrack song. Yeah. I think that's going to be low priority for her. Yeah. I think she's like, I'm in movies now. Like, I don't yeah. write songs for movies. Yeah. Um, I so wrote I this need... on my break during House of Gucci. Yeah. <laughs> Jared Leto helped write it. Oh, oh I, I see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah. I don't know, I guess... And also because, you know indisputably Top Gun, the original, whether you like the movie or not, has such a banging soundtrack. It's such a bang soundtrack. Um, and the soundtrack arguably, and I think we made this argument when we watched, when we did our podcast episode, is one of the reasons the movie's still relevant. Yeah. Like, one of the major reasons. Totally. Everybody knows Danger Zone. Yes! 
So, I mean, I mean, it's a high, it's a high bar to hit, but yeah. the movie went far beyond the bar. So why not the yeah. song? Yeah. Just yeah. Like, it's kind of like how I felt, um, Lord of the Rings rant, uh, how I felt about like the Ed Sheeran song at the end of the Hobbit. Oh yeah. Too. Yeah. I mean, all of the Hobbit movies, I think. Yeah. Actually. But yeah, just like to contrast with the songs, the kind of the lead original songs from the original trilogy. Oh. It was just such a like pale... Yeah. Limitation. Yeah. It's just sort of meh. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, maybe maybe it'll grow on me yeah. once I hear the full thing. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe there's a really weird video where Lady Gaga is one of the planes and she's doing like a oh, dance. Yeah. She goes, she breaks the speed of sound with her voice. Or... Ooh, yeah. I'm just throwing out things. I'm a music yeah. video director. <laughs> totally. <laughs> <sighs> is there anything else that we have to talk about? Um, oh, well, the movie is gonna, is like breaking box office records. Yes! Holy shit! Yeah, and it's, uh, it's, if it hasn't become already at the time of this recording, it's gonna be Tom Cruise's largest domestic success. Yes. Of all time, of all movies. Which right. is... Rightfully so. Yeah, which I totally understand. Soon to be, uh, broken by Mission Impossible 8, part one. Yes. Seven. 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 Um, yeah. But that's huge. Um, that's yeah. great. Like, as, a, as people who like movies and Yo. the pandemic was sad and nobody watches Yo. movies anymore, it's really nice to see, kind of like you said, a not-Marvel movie. Yeah. Bring in people in. Yeah. And that's been a couple of movies lately, but it's great. Mm-hmm. It's great to it's see. great. Yeah. 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 <sighs> Can I tell you a dumb story that happened to me? Oh, please do. Okay, so um, I, I'm wearing a sports bra right now. It's mm-hmm. important for the story. Um, so a little while ago, I was sitting on the couch with Greg, and he was like, what do you think of this candle? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's nice. Uh, Greg was like, oh, yeah, Catherine got it for me for Christmas. And I was like, oh, yeah. And he was like, yeah, it smells like a tavern. And I was like, oh, so I pick up the candle mm-hmm. and I go to smell it and I tilt the candle towards my nose because it is it is out. There's no, uh-huh. it's not burning. Okay. But it was burning recently. Oh no. So I dump hot wax all over myself. Ooh. Um, and it was a soy candle, so it didn't get like super duper hot. <laughs> That's good. So it was just warm. But now I've so I poured it so I was wearing denim overalls mm-hmm. and a t-shirt and this sports bra. So I poured it all over those three articles of clothing. And so now this sports bra also smells like a D&D tavern. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like all I can kind of smell right now. Anyway, uh, sidebar to to Top Gun. That's really good. Yeah. That's really good. It's just the smell track of my day. Yeah. (laughs) What do you think this, like, if you would, if you could capture the experience of Top Gun Maverick in a scent, what would it be? Sunscreen. Oh, yeah. Gasoline. Yeah. And lollipops. Maybe not, mm. maybe, so I'm thinking of the first Top Gun where, like, 
Val Kilmer has a has a lollipop. Oh, I understand. That's why. I understand. But I think there's something. Mm, yeah, I think it's like sunscreen, gasoline, and like cold beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think? That's pretty good. I think that's pretty good. I think maybe my third note in the fragrance mm-hmm. would be some sort of like it would be an organic scent. So it would be like maybe like. Oh yeah, an airy something that evokes oh, air, like ozone. Yes, like yes. um, totally. Yeah, like that that smell after it runs. after yeah 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 it would be that. You know what? As we talk about, it, I'm like that sounds really nice. I would wear that. Yeah, or like a like a bath, a bubble bath, or totally. candle. Yeah. Damn, we should have a company where we make scents for movies. Yes. Or, like, based from movies. Hell yeah. You heard it here first, listeners. <laughs> um, if you like listening and you'd like to engage the smelling sense. Yes. That, if you'd like you a know. smell track. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can email us at thecinebells.gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Final thing. Camille. Yes. What, yes. I think we probably talked about this when we talked about Top Gun. But what would your pilot call sign be? Oh, mongoose. Oh. Why? I don't know. It just came to me. No. You know what? Hmm. Turkey. Hell yeah. It would be turkey because, um, here's my justification. Mm. The turkey is universally beloved as a meat. Okay. Um, <laughs> it, mm. uh, it's a hefty bird. Like it, it's strong. It's, it's solid. Yep. Um, it can be strong. It can be fearsome. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to fuck with a wild turkey, but, um, they're also, like awkward shambling creatures you know they're kind of like and i i like identify with that and i think it sounds cool like turkey and i'm like yeah what yeah what yeah yeah what about you um i have no idea Mm. i truly like do i want because it's like oh like snakes they're cool snakes they're cool birds Mm -hmm. food what Mm -hmm. if i what if my call sign is citrus Mm. Or what about a, a mythological oh, yeah. being or creature? Gorgon. <laughs> or like um, um, Chimera. Oh, that's cool. Speaking of top, uh, Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. <gasps> um, what well, yeah, is the that's cool. Or, um, or like Artemis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hades. Like mm-hmm. Greek gods, I think. Or Hermes. That's, That's good. Cool. Air, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they're fun. Like, they're all, all the ones in the movie are fun. Yeah. And it's kind of fun when they're just a word, yeah. like, payback. Yeah. It's totally cool. That's a badass call sign. Yeah, what about fuck shit? Yeah. <laughs> Dick bag. Yeah. <laughs> Cock shoe. <laughs> Cock shoe is good. <laughs> It's a thinker, because yeah. it creates an image, and then the image doesn't really make yeah, sense. Ways, like, yeah. The butler. Ooh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, like, um, I don't know. They're all good. Pinochle. Pinochle. Bocce. Yeah. Bridge. Tornado. Solitaire. Mahjong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, games actually work really well. Yeah. Hasbro. <laughs> Monopoly. <laughs> Boardwalk. Yeah. Maybe it would be Moose. Moose is pretty good. Yeah. You know how I thought of, okay, so I thought of like, 
board games, mm-hmm. sorry. And mm-hmm. then I, uh, the buses, I'll say, sorry, not in service. I'm like, oh, so Canadian. Canadians, moose, goose. Nice. Anyway. Nice. Beaver. Jughead, I would be Jughead. Yeah, Jug- Jughead's really good. And then you, on your pi- on your pilot helmet, you could have those little oh yeah, that's fun. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah, there is like a good joke in in some sort of like Canadian Top Gun Academy that's like Moose Beaver, <laughs> John Others, <laughs> Timbit, Maple, Maple, Maple's good. Yeah, Edmonton, Edmonton. <laughs> attractive Val moment because yeah. he had really one yeah. moment. Where would we rank this? This would oh, be really high oh, up. Yeah. I'm gonna pull up I have a I have the I have our list okay. so I'll get you to thank. for me. Okay, I'm going to read from the top down, I'm going to read our current ultimate okay. ranking mm-hmm. here, and I think we can work out where it goes. Number one, The Saint. Yep. Number two, A Tie, Prince of Egypt and Spartan. Mm-hmm. Number three, Heat. Mm-hmm. Number four, Top Secret. Mm-hmm. Number five, Batman Forever. Number six, Alexander. I'm going to stop there because yep. I think it's yep, going to be... Totally. I know where I'm going to put it. Okay, I'm going to think about it for a sec. Ooh. I yeah, okay. On on three, do you wanna say the number that we want that you want it to be? One, two, two three, three. Four. <gasps> oh you think it's better than heat. Yeah. In terms of Val Kilmer movies. Well, <laughs> well that's complicated though. <laughs> If we're going by classic rules of which one would I rather watch again, yes. I am literally going to see Top Gun again this week. <laughs> I might watch yeah. Heat again. I mean, soon. truly, I was talking about rewatching Heat with Martina last night. <laughs> Wait, Top Gun or Heat? Heat. Oh, great. Yeah. Great. There you go. Um, okay. So they're very close, though. They're inter. I think it's above it- Top Secret for me. Yes, me too. Is okay. it maybe a tie? Is it maybe another tie? Saint, tie, Prince of Egypt, tie, heat, talk about. Yeah, because, like, okay, what I'm thinking about is Val Kilmer in heat, amazing role for him. Mm-hmm. A lot of really interesting stuff going on there. Great movie. Val Kilmer in Top Gun Maverick, different kind of experience, beautiful. I can't legally call it a cameo because it's not. He's part, of the, he's part of the story. He's part of the story, but it's kind of a cameo. <laughs> but it's also great. <laughs> it would make sense to me if they tied. How do you feel about that? I agree. I'm putting that on the list. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Camille, what would you rate this movie? I would rate it. Honestly, hmm. 
I would give it 10 aviator sunglasses out of 10 having to buy the bar an entire round. Like, Fuck yeah. Times. Fuck yeah. I would also rate it a mock 10 out of 10. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been sitting on that for? Uh, 20 minutes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, well.